Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, joining me on this blustery... It's me! What? It's me, joining me. I wonder who me is. Oh, joining me, Dave. Oh, there you go. Shane, Shane, on, please come back. On, on, on this, <laughs> on this uh, blustery January evening is Josh, who rudely interrupts people, and Blaine. <laughs> How's it going? I was waiting for Blaine to speak so I could really interrupt him, but it didn't work. Well, it's all right. Fair compliance, sir, That's... I know, I know. But you know we we, we agreed this when you and Shane were like fighting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm fine, thanks. I hope I hope everyone else is. How are you? Yeah, Blaine? I'm I'm brilliant, me. I couldn't be any better. Couldn't be any better. Well, I mean, we, we, I mean, in the in the context of um, Liverpool's latest game, you couldn't be any better. So, this episode is obviously after Liverpool's four 0 victory away at Bournemouth, but with how kind of sporadic the episodes have been, this is just kind of a vibe check of where we stand. Obviously, we've had the long running theme throughout the season of is it on, um, which Blaine, you were probably like, I would say. No, me or you, I would say we're probably lowest on the it's on the meter. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. I'd say Josh, you were probably about midway, and and Shane was really banging the drum. Um, so I mean, Josh, you didn't watch the match this weekend, so I'll go to no. you first, Blaine, regarding the match. Um, what are your overall thoughts and kind of what what what's the what are you feeling going into this? And it's like another ten day break without league games, isn't it? So, oh, it's a week. Yeah, ten day. A week. week. Yeah, ten days. Well, it's a week from today. I, I, yeah, yeah. My feelings. No, it's Wednesday. Is it not Wednesday, Chelsea? Yeah, but it's ten days since the last game. Stop overthinking. All right, okay. <laughs> ten days from Sunday. Anyway, either way, my feelings were pretty much the same as yours, Dave. When you said, "I think get in and get out," job was pretty much what I was thinking. With the and that's kind of be sentiment until maybe we get past Arsenal, but just with the injuries and 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 obviously international duty we have, I wasn't expecting much in terms of performance. I just wanted us to get a win, um, and first half kind of played out a bit like that, but we we really changed it up second half and and took real control of the game and it was pretty comfortable. Swatted them aside really, and it's more of those sort of performances that make you think this is a team that is quite serious really. If you can swap teams like Bournemouth aside, like we did, even with the injuries and uh, international break we have, then, you know, why can't we? Why can't we? Yeah, so I I work with a Bournemouth fan, funnily enough, in Warrington. Yeah. Um, and his kind of reaction to it was that they were off their game, but Liverpool kind of made them off the game, we kind of nullified, he, he, he mentioned Ryan Christie specifically um, was a guy we nullified particularly and I mean, I think since we have been a bit on and off with the pods, we have seen we were complaining a lot about the style of play, but I think that's kind of gone out of the window when this Liverpool team is looking like a proper Jurgen Klopp Liverpool team all of a sudden um, we are nullifying teams and making sure that we kind of insert ourselves and assert ourselves in the games off the ball. Um, which, I mean, we, we can do with the ball. I think McAllister this weekend was really good at that. Um, and he was really good off the ball as well. But I think that it's looking very promising, especially for the team that is lacking. Um, I mean, we could go through the list of players. It's pretty ridiculous to to even be able to put out the lineup that we did. Um, is very impressive. But I think that also speaks to how well a Gomez has been playing and how good Connor Bradley has been since he slotted into the team. Even though it's only two games, um, he's just kind of slotted in seamlessly. Um, I can go to you, Josh, in terms of like the the players in general. What what are your thoughts on Bradley? Because a lot of people think he's very Robertson-esque. Um, I think Shane was the first one I saw saying that, but a lot of people seem to be mentioning I mean, that. I mean, I've, I've only got 20 minutes against Arsenal to really judge him on, I would say. Um, 
my my main takeaway from it after reading through Twitter and what have you from the weekend was just I felt great for him. Felt great that he, a he was trusted to do it. Could be very easy for you know a, a midfielder to go in there. Um, I don't really have any of them left, but um, yeah, I, I just thought he deserved that that, that opportunity to do that. Um, by all accounts, he did really well. It was great in that Arsenal game in the cup. Um, I watched obviously the first half of the Fulham game, and I thought he was really positive in that. So yeah, I, I I just I just think he could very well be an option, and I kind of I'd like to go into a, a season where you have got two right backs as your right back options rather than you know Joe Gomez being that. And this is no slight against Gomez whatsoever because I know he's been he's been really really good. Um, but there is a drop off when there isn't a natural attacking right back in that position, I think. Um, so, yeah, going forward, I think it'd be really useful for us to have a very competent actual right back being understudy to Trent. And, you know, he's, he's got an audition at the moment and it, it looks like he'll play the next two games, you know, Fulham and Norwich. So, yeah, go for it. And, and um Stake your stake your place to be in the squad. Uh, go forward. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got to kind of sing the praises for Gomez because I've got a Calvary crow on that one, haven't I? Um, yeah. yeah, but to be fair, you've been you've been right for like eighteen months before this season. He does um, look completely rejuvenated physically. He 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 does look physically a lot better than he's looked. I also think he's he's kind of taking it as this season where he's gone. Yeah, I am a senior player here. Um, I am important, and it, it, you know we kind of heard about Quanta's attitude, didn't we? About how he said, "Look, I I really like Joel Matip. He's a great player, but I want his spot, and I'm going to get his spot." And that was you know a, an academy player saying that. I think Gomez may have just had a very similar attitude change himself that he was going to take this chance. Uh, and he has. He's 100% taken this chance. And I would trust him in any game against any opposition. And how, you know, how, how many times have we really been able to say that about him in the last two years? I know Blaine says that was everyone last year, but he had his own fair share of absolute stinkers individually. Last year, he was so undependable. This year, Right back, centre back, left back. He could play anywhere, and you know he's going to do a decent job. He had a couple of you know moments, but all players do. Um, it's it's really really encouraging to see how solid our defenders look whilst defending in general in, in this last six weeks, especially. Um, this team seems to have just kind of hit its almost machine-like phase which it deserves a lot of credit for because it took Liverpool 1.0 a couple of years to get that this team seems to just be ahead of the curve slightly we can't get too far ahead of ourselves but results like Bournemouth where you don't have Mo Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold they are a a litmus test to see where the team really is at against a a good solid opposition at, at home and it seems like the uh, the test was passed with with flying colours and very very comfortably. Yeah. So Blaine, is there anybody that's kind of standing out for you lately? We've obviously spoken um, about. I think Bradley and, and Gomez are kind of the obvious ones, but uh, Canate probably as well has been a real upturn in his form. I think. Uh, I think it took him a while early in the season. I think they were managing him as well quite a bit, especially when Matt it was. Was fit um, since obviously the matter of injuries, he's, he's played a lot more of the uh, bigger games, especially, and I think he's just been just been immense. I think him and Van Dyke together. I think it goes under the radar a bit with Van Dyke just because of how good he is. But I think as a back two, I mean, I don't think you could could wish for a better back two when when he's fit. Can I think that's the only issue with him is his the little injuries he gets. But yeah, I think from that Arsenal home game onwards, he's been he's been unreal. I would say the defenders just seem to look so relieved this season that they've not got absolute fucking idiots in front of them. Um, you know, you put a fully functional midfield in and they look confident again and they look, you know, positive and, ag- and aggressive in the right way. 
last year they just looked like they were constantly worried about what was going to come and they were getting overwhelmed. And they, just, they just all seemed to have taken a step up because of that midfield improvement. And it was all always obvious. I'd like to think going forwards, the fact that it took you know, a couple of very fortunate transfer offers for, you know, Fabinho and Henderson to, to kind of kick the midfield rebuild into action. We can't let that happen again because of just look at the stark difference between the two seasons. Um, and, and no one's benefited more from the midfield than than Canate for me and Van Dyke because they, they just look so much more assured again. Yeah, that, and, we, just... and we fix Trent. That's also important. I think <laughs> we, fix, we, we fix the Trent role um, so that we get the everything that we we like about Trent Alexander Arnold. He's not just shoehorned into the midfield at every opportunity. He can split the defenders to make a back three that way. He can, you know, be more like a, a central attacking midfielder, or he pops up on the right wing. I think we all said, didn't we, that we didn't mind Trent inverting as long as it wasn't the only thing we did and it wasn't the only pattern we had. I think we've really, really taken in the last six weeks a huge step to getting that right and making everyone um, much more balanced. And there was this more clarity, I think, in what everyone's roles should be on the pitch. And I mean, you look at the Premier League table and we are comfortably the best team defensively, the only team to have conceded less than 20 goals this season. I know a lot of people will then go, well, you, you know, Alison Becker has been the, you know, been the player of the season. He's actually not had loads to do recently. You know, he's might have had the odd save to make, but before, whilst before it was maybe, he'd have to make two or three absolute worldly saves. The whole team and the whole structure just seems to be more settled and he is just having to do more of that routine stuff that we maybe saw two or three years ago when we were at our absolute peak. Yeah, I do think that people kind of overlook goalkeepers and goalkeeper overperformance, especially when you've got a goalkeeper like Alisson. He is part of your defence, so if he performs well, your defence is performing well, in a sense. Um, Liverpool have literally built styles of play around how just absurd Alisson Becker is, so I don't really buy into that. Um... I don't yeah, think Allison playing well means your defence is doing well. Uh, I, if your defence is getting walked through and losing all the headers, then they're not doing well. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think there's there's yeah, I think it's more complicated than that, isn't it? There's, there's more like context mm. to be added to it. Um, but at but the same I, time, I, when was the last time we won the game and we just thought, oof, Allison, Palace, maybe. Yeah, you know the last one, and that was one in the middle of a, a pretty bunch of games where we were playing well. We seem to have become less reliant on him, which is always positive. You don't want to be reliant on your goalkeeper to win your games, especially when it does actually look like we might be in a title race. I, I do, I do feel like one positive. Well, I, I mean, as positive a thing as you can take from the amount of injuries we, we, we're getting. Um, is it's a lot of rest for certain players. So like Trent and Sobbersley, as much as they are injured, the bodies are still recovering. And they're um, both back at the weekend. Like, what have they missed? Yes, well. it's it's the same with Salah as well. Like Salah is going to miss a period of time. He was probably going to miss anyway. Um, and on top of that, he's not playing ninety hundred and twenty minutes in every knockout game in Afcon. Um. So I, I am looking forward to seeing Sopper Slide particularly back. I want to see how he looks because he was looking, I felt particularly fatigued. And a lot of the things that people were, I, I know you guys were saying it's, it's just basics, but I feel like he wasn't getting the basic rungs earlier in games. It was as the games were progressing. He was getting like looser with his passes and stuff like that. So I can't wait to see him back. I don't think it'll be against Fulham. It'll probably be against... Uh, this weekend against uh, who is it again? Norwich. Yeah. Um, Linda's has said. Um, but I mean, I'll I'll give the floor to Blaine because you are Mister Jota. Hmm. Um, how are you feeling about um, 
just what just what a man. Just what a man. I mean, we saw it already. I don't care how many people doubted it because we had the preview two years ago when Salah Mane went and he did the same thing he's doing right now. He's just absolutely unreal. I literally, I think every game, it wasn't even that good the first half. I think all the forwards played poorly. But it just typifies exactly what he's about, I think, in terms of the... Um, does he get the assist for the first goal as well? Uh Think he yes, he's yeah. for the first and then scores the second and third and yeah, he's just just unreal. I think even even when games has come on, like the Newcastle game, um, was one where he came on and he's just a live spark. I think he creates one and um gets the penalty in that one as well, doesn't he? I think he's just been unreal since he's come back. And he's for me, in terms of attackers, I think he's arguably your second most important after Seller. I think my, my biggest gripe with him was the fact that I thought for a very long time, and including last season pretty much as a whole, he's very, he looked very scruffy just in terms of in possession. I know you might, you might say that's not important, he scores goals, but that, that is true. He's, he's a brilliant goal scorer. You know, he's done a great job with that. Um, but you know, in games when we needed him to be a little bit more polished, he wasn't doing it. Since he's come back, he's He's been brilliant and, uh, in everything he's done um, and arguably been our best player since he's come back. And so, yeah, any criticism that I've given him before, um, I'm very willing to uh, withdraw um, from if he, if he continues doing what he's done because he's, as you said, seen a bit of an opportunity. Again, another one who maybe sees himself as, a, as more of an integral part of the, the team. And he's not just an asset to it. He's actually incredibly important to it. So um, he's, he's, he's changed things since coming back and given that unpredictability. I mean, like you look at his, his first goal on Sunday. It's like, how's, how's he doing that? You know? Um, yeah, so he's done, he's done really well. I, I do feel like he's ironed out a lot of the inconsistencies technically. That was my main problem with him, was you could have a game where he was literally that kind of bending well, he, yeah, and he just he is playing against this thing. You look to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge yeah, like, yeah. earlier in the he was everything was bouncing off him, it was terrible. You know, that, as I said, that scruffiness was what really irked me. It was never his goal scoring. But yeah, as you say, he seems to have really, really ironed it out. So, obviously, 4 nil. A certain number nine got on the score sheet. This is a vibe check on the season as a whole, but also the kind of Nunez chaos roller coaster meter. Where are we same, on that? Same amount of league goals as Jota this season. Yeah, no, but how many more minutes? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the difference. That's the difference. Oh yeah, yeah. He deserved I, I, it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah, I, I, I just don't understand the the skepticism around him. If I'm being honest, I just can't. Possibly, I don't know how you can watch us with him play and then watch him watch us without him and think that we are not a mm. better side with him in. And I think I that ultimately, it. he can be. He can be frustrating. I'm not saying he's not, but I think. When he plays for us, we, we seem to play better. And if we want to win a league, I'm not bothered if he finishes on seven goals or 27 goals. If we win a league and we play better with him in the side, that is all that matters to me. And he just seems to make us better. He, we can A bit like the Arsenal game, you can change it up in game where you can go long and you put him out on the left and you can change it and he just causes absolute havoc against the centre-backs. The Newcastle game, another one, he, you know, he doesn't score in that game, but he does everything but score. He sets the first one up. Um, I just think he's. I think he's great, and, and he's gonna. He's, I don't think he's ever gonna really change to be this player that all the goals are gonna start going in for him. I think he's always gonna be pretty much this. He might have one season where he gets a bit more lucky and he gets twenty five, but I still think this is a really good player that we've got now. Well, yeah, when he's not what? scoring, he's contributing, isn't he? Isn't yeah, that, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. That's, that's it. That's what we need. He's stretching defences, he's creating space. 
for others. And, you, you, and has, there, has, has there been a game yet where you look at it and you go, if it wasn't for that miss? Luton. Yeah. Even the, Luton, even the Luton one was, what, arguably it was offside. And, and, and really, it's another one, it's a bit like the Arsenal-Trent miss where you probably should be creating more I know, obviously, it's hard to say that, but it can't really come down to one miss away at Luton. Oh, it's not for Josh. Josh was... <laughs> Josh yeah, was, I mean, um, in, iso- in, iso- in isolation, it's actually unforgivable to miss that chance. But I'm also not going to say that that's the reason we didn't win the game. <clears throat> yeah, that that's fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah. What I, what, I, what I would say is that the, the funniest thing I thought was the his first goal against Bournemouth is probably one of his worst finishes for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the keeper didn't even save it compared to some of the ones he's had uh, earlier in the last few weeks. I mean, he's had yeah. some absolutely unbelievable efforts that keepers have somehow exactly. kept out. <laughs> and then that one goes... I mean, the Newcastle game, I can imagine how absolutely fuming he was watching Gakpo score that goal where he basically stumbled <laughs> into, the, into the net after Dubravka's pulled off an absolute clinic against him earlier in the game, if anyone deserved a couple of goals going into an incredibly important run of fixtures, it's that man. And I'm, I would like to see a little purple patch now because it could very, very easily take us um, a lot closer to winning the league than we currently are at the moment. I actually do think the, the second goal is a really good finish as well. It is. Because um, if, if you watch, it he's got to stay in front of the defender. I didn't realise he scored with his right foot. Yeah. I watched it like the third time. But, oh, I thought he just tapped it in with his left and just fallen over. Yeah, no. He, he, he tries to get in front of the man, which he does, which makes it's a very good ball by Gomez, but it's a bit behind him by the time he's in front of the man. Um, And to kind of adapt, it's still at the post. I mean, he loves it at the post. Um, But fortunately, this time it actually kissed in off the post rather than fucking bouncing out like what well, I think he's the post like four or five times this season so yeah no it's good to see um, so after Bournemouth we've got Fulham away I assume there's going to be quite a bit of rotation in this one given our squad options maybe not so much um, uh, do you think there'll be rotation? I don't think there'll be too no. much We'll, uh, well, to be fair, we'll probably rotate more against Norwich, won't we? Yeah. I'd imagine. Um, where do we stand on the goalkeeper situation in the Carabao? Play Kelleher. Play Kelleher. <laughs> Allison. It's his competition. I'm sorry, but you play Kelleher. You don't throw Allison in now at the second leg of a semi final. Not just. Allison could be, a difference about, could be the difference in getting to the final. Don't care. Don't care. I'm happy for him to play the final. Get there first. No, you can't do what's the part. You can't do that. You can't. <laughs> what sort of confidence boost is that going into a final saying we didn't fancy in second leg, but yeah, you can play against Middlesbrough in final. Kelleher's games um, Sunday. Go oh, Alison's FA Cup. No, I think he'll play Kelleher against Championship opposition. I'll play Especially both, that then. Championship opposition. Oh, you can't take him out. I. I, I in all seriousness, I'm fine with Kelleher playing. I just we need to score first, don't we? Don't give him a chance to spoon one into his own net like he has done most of the year. Yeah, it would just be very, very, very frustrating. First goal, one his fault against Fulham. First goal, one his fault. I would say it was. It's not. It's not. It's not. No, I would say it was. But there's nothing he can do about it. Exactly. But it's still his fault. Apart from save it. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Blaine, he's fucking tiny. We were. I'm telling you what. It's not his fault. People would slow to pick for for that. Well, they can, but he's uh, he's never in a semi final ever. So for one, he would never be in that <laughs> circumstance. You can't even compare the two scenarios. But it's, it's not his fault. To pick for that, he couldn't see because he's fucking tiny. Who's the main person to blame for the goal? What? Which Fulham goal are we talking about? The first leg or the the league game? Probably the, the main leg. person to blame for the goal is Van Dijk. Exactly. So you, sorry, we're talking about the first leg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, sorry, I was talking about the league game first goal. Oh, <laughs> that was shocking. Probably, I was thinking, bloody hell! 
Yeah, low standard. Yeah, yeah. You can't see around sure. Van Dijk and Canate. He also misses a really good chance to clear it as well by slipping over. Could we water the pitch too much or whatever? Uh, don't, don't, don't go all. I, I'm the Arsenal fan on the podcast. So I'll be taking my thing. Because they genuinely did water one half of the pitch, didn't they, Arsenal? Oh, yeah, they did. We didn't see much about that, though. Oh, you know. But, um... no, they're, the most, they're the most same fan base in the world, though, aren't they, Arsenal fans? So, you know what I mean? They don't overreact to anything and, you know. Oh, you've like been that. having you've been having great fun with them, haven't you, Blaine? For well, I said I'd you know top four competitions. Not my not my business. That they can worry about Aston Villa all they want. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll keep that. Um, I'll keep that for <laughs> once. We got the Emirates out the way. But yeah, no. Um, oh, I'm not. I'm not too bothered. Disgustingly, disgustingly soon. Yeah, oh, I'm, I, I'm the Arsenal fan at work. Reminds me, oh yeah, Salah's out of our game, uh, and I was sorry, like, what? Are, are you the Arsenal fan at work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have watch alongs and everything. I, I went round for the game this weekend. Palace fan. You know, we did beat them without Salah a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and Diaz scored. That's how shit they are. Exactly. Yeah. Now, much in shock I was. <laughs> Cup game, no winner. Oh, People said it with no luck. I just think that's how he normally hits the ball. Jota Nunes Diaz is a, is a good enough front three. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spam it uh, the, you can spam it down the channel and go. Yeah, I, I mean, in fairness, that was Jota bodying Zinchenko. Oh, so. Like it doesn't worry it. me like the Etihad at uh, the Emirates, to be honest. I think even last season when we were crap, we, we played well for a good hour there and. You know, had a we bit drew of... it definitely. Yeah, I'm sure we could win at the Emirates. I think we win yeah, quite it... comfortable. I wouldn't go that far. But... The one thing that worries me um, about the Emirates more than the Etihad is the atmosphere. Nah. Yeah, it didn't happen in the cup, did it? No. I think they'll be more. I think last season was different because <clears throat> when the game was and we were in a good run, I think they'll be very nervy in that game. The the fans, I think they'll be. I think that. I think the whole... we score first. To be fair, I could see them not getting anything at Forest. You know, it's one of those games. That's who they've obviously got next before us. Um, that's one of those games that um, you just don't want to play on a Tuesday night in January. Oh yeah, night game. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I think luckily I'm though, they, I'm, I'm half the squads are Afghan, isn't it? That's true, but they're all crap anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. Um, I should look and see who Arsenal got in the cup at the weekend, but there's no fixture, so I'm not really sure why. <laughs> oh, <that. God>. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Arsenal fans. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Arsenal have actually got one of the most vile. You know, scrapping for Europa League runs. They've got Forest away, Liverpool at home, West Ham away, and Burnley away. <laughs> Very good time to play West Ham. Very good time to play yeah. Forest, in my opinion. Then they've got Newcastle, who won't have a team. Very good time to play Newcastle, yeah. Now, they've actually yeah. got quite an easy... They've got a hard end to the season. Well, they're not going to beat Horrible City end. away. They'll get beat off City away. They're going to beat off Spurs away, because this is what happens. And they'll get beat at Old Trafford... Yeah, look at that for an end. Brighton, Brighton, Villa, Wolves, Tottenham, Bournemouth, uh, United, and Everton. To be fair, relegating Everton on the last day would be poetry. I think there's still a world that it's possible that we finish below Arsenal. I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but there's not a world where Arsenal win the league. So you say there's a world we finish third? Yeah, I think it's more likely. We could finish third, but I don't think they'll ever. There's no chance of them finishing top. Zero. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have that, to be fair. I'll, uh, I'll agree with that. I just. I, I just hope we can keep this, this form up. And I think, as Josh was saying, with how kind of clear the roles and how well oiled the machine looks currently. I think we should be able to. It is looking like Liverpool and their pomp where it's kind of put teams away and then just kind of sit back and you can cruise for the last 20 minutes. It's pretty much what we did against Bournemouth. 
Um, once we got that second goal, then it was just kind of cruise control, job done. Um, we should have told them that against Newcastle. <laughs> and then we even managed to put um, another two goals past them. Do you think? Do you think? I think the coaching staff look more arsed this year. Last last year they gave. I think the management team gave up after three months, and nothing was being done about anything. Yeah, but we all the knew the issue and how many how many breaks did we have last season to try and fix things and never did anything. But now you look at us and we're trying different things at, at different games. We don't set up exactly the same each week. Changes are being made really early. It just seems like they've had a little bit of a... I do think he's... We, we would have... He's a very good momentum manager, though, and he seems to be, and I think that works in both ways. I think when we're on a, a downward patch, it seems to run and run and run, and then the, the the obviously the opposite end is when we're on a a good run like this, and he seems to use the squad really well. He seems to get the best out of pretty much everyone. Um, I think you see it, and I, I mean, you don't know it's going to carry on, but from where we are now, it couldn't literally couldn't be a better yeah, position. There's also that. You know, look what happens when you pick people who can still run. Yeah, I think there's more belief in the squad as well. I think that makes a difference. I mean, th- but there's belief, more belief in players who last season there wasn't. I mean, Gomez is a, a good example. Mm. Simicast another player who. Yeah, yeah, but even like, but look, Simicast and Gomez are good examples of players who last season were pretty poor um, and have, have come in and. We were reliant on eleven players last season. And they never got the game time when they perhaps could have done. They've kind of been more regularly played a little bit this this year, and that's I think it's the helpful nature of the Europa League. We've been able to play players more and keep them fresh and fit, whereas before last year it was very much let's play the same team most weeks, and then when one of the cogs dropped out, it it was just an absolute well, mess. That's I think a part of yeah. that is because you're always trying to chase a positive result because of the fact the last one wasn't. Whereas this this time you're a bit more. Everyone's a bit more calm. Everyone's a bit more at ease. If you where, where we are now, it's easier for Kwanzaa to come in, or it's easier for Elliot to come in. If it, last season Kwanzaa couldn't have had the run he had just because everything was a mess. Whereas if you're Kwanzaa now, if you're Bradley now coming in. It's so much easier when it's a settled system, everyone's playing well, the vibes around you are good, that you can come in and, and perform. That's the same with everyone. It's the same with like Endo. When Endo had his run in the team, it's it's much easier to come in now and, and do what he did, he, as well as he was. Um, it seems to be that we've got the best out of the whole squad, not just your, your first 11. And I like now, probably, how much money Bradley and Kwanzaa have potentially saved because they've stepped up and they've been given the opportunity. I'm more than happy not buying a right back and, a, and an extra centre back. Still should have one centre back, but we don't need a second one, I don't think, because they've proved what they can do. Yeah, if if Quanta didn't emerge this season, I think people would have been banging on the walls for a centre back yeah. in January. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, Bradley was one that was kind of slated to come into the team pretty much immediately this season. He just had injury problems which was a bit of a <clears throat> it was just a bit of a shame really because he, he could have got um he could have got quite a bit of game time in the Europa League but I, I mean he's ended up getting quite a bit of game time in the Premier League again away at Arsenal and stuff like that anyway so I don't think, I do think that's part of the manager though. I think the manager embrace is kind of using <clears throat> your younger players I think someone made the point kind of half joking on Twitter if Arteta's no chance he would have thrown in Bradley oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in, in a title race, you know, away at Bournemouth. Whereas I think Klopp kind of embraces that and that obviously feeds into to how, how good these young players can become. Like Jones, for example, written off about by loads of people online and how important he is to us now is just, just a lot of people wouldn't be able to see it 18 months ago, never mind two or three years ago. I think he's just really good at giving players belief, isn't he? Yeah. Like you can you can tell, especially the young lads, they'll kind of run through walls for them. You, you you obviously get the some of the young lads like um Chambers and Scanlon came in earlier in the season, they just looked like the deer in the headlights. Um 
but lads like Bradley, Quanta, uh, Doak as well. I don't think Doak really shied away from it. Um, I don't really I think, think he's looked well in his little periods. I know he's not had much game time, but yeah, he's looking that foul. Clark <laughs> <laughs> coming on just kicking people. Um, yeah, uh, Clark like just seems to have. Clark has got that kind of edge to him. Um, because he's from Newcastle. He's just got a bit of a cockiness about him. Um, I think Jones added a bit. Elliot added a bit as well. I mean, I'd I, like to see Clark against Norwich. He's got a yeah, I think he will do. I think he will do. Yeah, Gordon came with... on, didn't he? Yeah, Gordon as well. Yeah, Kay Gordon. I mean, the, the thing with Kay Gordon as well, like Gordon was one of these kids that was so highly thought of when he was coming through the system at Derby. We've obviously sold this kind of pathway to him and we've got to remain loyal to that. That's obviously what then goes into the presentations that we give to the likes of Trainioni and all these other kids. James McConnell is another one. I think we signed him from Sunderland. He's been on the bench all season. Um, he's made a couple of appearances. There's quite a few lads that we've brought in from elsewhere. I don't know if Owen Beck maybe was another one. Mm. Um, but one thing is a lot of people on Twitter particularly have made a big deal about Liverpool not exploiting certain markets when Liverpool have been absolutely fantastic in terms of bringing in these lads at 16 or younger um, and then developing them properly. Like, Bacetic is another one, even though he's... Has anybody seen him in about six months? No. Um, you know, Bradley, Neoni's one for the future, but you've also got the likes of Doak and, and the other kids. Obviously, some of them are going to have issues along the way, like... Um, I forgot the, the lad's name, the fucking forward we've just mentioned before. From Derby, Gordon. Gordon, yeah, like like Gordon, you, you you're gonna have kids who have problems like that. Dogs obviously have the knee injury. Um, that's gonna happen along the way, but I, I think the club has done a, re- a really good job of that, and it's saving them so much money. Like players like Trent, justifies the amount of investment that you put in, into your academy in an instant. Never mind the likes of Curtis Jones on top of that. Um, just the the amount of I I, I mean how much money have, have Liverpool arguably saved on Jones and. And Trent, I think that's more than more than paid for the um, the amount of money that the club probably invests in the academy. It also says with even like plays that you buy, like I've been a bit harsh on probably Gravenberch recently. I think he's had a bit of a tough period, but it says like obviously if you give them time, um, what 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 they can become in this team with with obviously the support and belief, and obviously how good a manager and coaching staff we have behind the scenes and. Obviously, the the most hated man in Liverpool, Pep Linders, last season is uh, not been mentioned at all this year. So I don't know what's happened there, but he still does. He still does work for Liverpool. I mean, Graven Bush is twenty one. I think everyone forgets that as well. Younger than me. Yeah, bloody hell. Well, I I think it says a lot of. He's probably heard of Bruno Shearer though. (laughs) I've heard of him. Scored against Chelsea. Scored against Uh, Chelsea. What Premier League years have we fucking hell? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think that that's a, a, a vital part of things. But Gravenberg, I think the management, is, that's another player that Klopp hasn't been afraid to just throw in because we have probably promised them this pathway, and even though he hasn't been performing too well, he is still getting minutes and he's still getting that faith put in him. Um, in flashes, he looks a fucking brilliant player, and then in f- quite consistently doesn't look that good. Um, but you know, I think the Fulham, the Fulham game were a bit of um, give me a bit of confidence because he had a, a really dreadful first half, I think. But second half, he seemed to come out and he still didn't. He wasn't amazing second half, but he, he came out and had a lot more energy and belief and driving him and I think he was a bit unlucky to get taken off because I think we started playing really well before the subs against Fulham and obviously the subs come on and change the game but I think he, he had a really good little cameo um, after the second half so I think he's played, played, well played off the bench sorry played well off the bench against Arsenal as well yeah yeah he did actually he wins the free kick doesn't he that we score from Look, 
little flashes that you can build on, hopefully. Yeah, no, well, as I said, in, in those flashes, he looks absurdly talented, but sometimes it's, it's, it's a bit like the Jones thing, isn't it? Jones was similarly kind of loose with the ball, and obviously Jones had quite a bit of game time to get oh. iron that out of his game. Look at it, you um, can't, get him off, can't get him off it now. It's ex- unbelievable. Ex- ex- exactly, <laughs> so... Um, I do think he has the potential to have that Jones-esque... Um, Remontada. Yeah, but yeah, I I think he's not the one you get. You get one two years. You know what I mean? He's not. He wasn't worth that much money. I mean, people people are too quick to write footballs off in general nowadays, especially young lads. So, um, I think Nunez is kind of case in point to that. But the next league game is obviously Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, fucking quarter yes. past eight in my oh. game. Yeah. Oh, I don't I'm think I'm going to watch that. Teenies referee. Oh, how do I don't understand how you can't watch it? I don't know how you two do manage to um, tune it, it out. I, just, like I don't want to at all. I mean, I really struggled. Hang on, I don't the, tune uh, out. Do you think I just sit there and I, I don't tune out? I am glued. Yeah, he lit, he's literally he's there. He can't oh, yeah. not watch it. And I am there for Chelsea, yeah. but if yeah, I don't watch the game, I am glued to Footmob. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm fucking. I don't know what that is. Don't know what that is because I, I football is played on grass, not on an app. You know what I mean? That's, that's my belief. Is is that your belief? Yeah, it's my belief. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now that was like a Pep Guardiola quote. I'm just changing my habit to black and white now. <laughs> White picture of Sam Allardyce. Do you even know who Sam Allardyce is? I do actually. Yeah. That wasn't you're, that one. Your equivalent of Sam Allardyce is Sean Dyche. Don't even lie. It's not. It's not. Like, that's just unreal because I, Sam Allardyce has been around pretty much all the time. Been watching football. So were you? So since you've been watching football, did you at the start of you watching football? Did you witness Sam Allardyce's um, Bolton team? But that that no, I didn't. But that's relevant oh, no. to the point. That, that was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and four. That was two thousand and four. How would I have witnessed that? Rattled. So you did not witness Ivan Campo, Fernando Hierro, JJ Cocha, Stelios Giannakopoulos. No, I, I, I keep telling Stelios, you, it was two thousand and four. This was. I was free. Did you I, ever I watch Kevin Davis? Uh, I did, yeah, but Davis that was about 2010. Davis and Nolan. Oh, it was amazing. Now that's fucking heritage, Blaine. Not really, because it's like people in the 80s saying, did you not witness, you know, Dean Windass or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> the 80s? Windass in the 80s? <laughs> I mean, he got a whole commercial in 2009. So. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> Does the way does the name Gary Taylor Fletcher mean anything to you? Ooh. Yeah, Brett, played for um, I watched it from that that, but he played for Blackpool. I watched it from Cameron. 2010 on onwards. Oh yeah, it. I forgot you got into it when Hodgson was managing. <laughs> Remember Shaka Hislop in goal? No, Blaine. I don't. Oh. If, any, if it's pre 2010, then I will not know it. I like this game though. Just naming random footballers. It's just Igor Bishkan. Yeah, I know who that is because he played for us. <laughs> Never yeah, watched so did, them. So did Bruno Sheru, So I know. Yeah, I told you Sheru was. He scored against Chelsea. On Premier League, yeah. He hadn't scored. You name me any other goal he scored for us. I think that was it. Exactly. <laughs> but it was at Stamford Bridge, and we didn't win at Stamford Bridge back then. Hey, and when I first started watching, we won at Stamford Bridge every year. We won it twice in one year. We just kept winning. Max Rodriguez had it on lock. Oh, ah, so that's why you didn't support Chelsea. Sold Fernando Torres to them and beat them. No, because I was week. taken to watch as, against like FC Gommel or something like that. That's why I didn't support Chelsea. We went to that game. Fucking Gommel. David Ingo up front and Joe Cole, you know. I don't know why everyone was like, that's another one. We signed Joe Cole and everyone like, whoa, he's good him. I watched him. I thought, who is this? 
I know, yeah. Oh, that Pepe Reina as well. He was, I was told he were good. Oh, <laughs> my God. Pepe he was Reina. terrible. Pepe Reina, 2007, 2009, was first rate. Yeah, it's there for that Absolutely massive blind spot. It's near post. Yeah. My God, everything yeah. went in there. Yeah, that is true. Right, so anyway, um, how, how, how are we feeling about Chelsea? Horrendous. <laughs> I don't like playing Chelsea, um, and it just has all the hallmarks of a a really, really vile game, doesn't it? But they are very bad, and, and if anything, I watched them against United a few weeks ago at Old Trafford, and they were really, really bad. So, I think we will beat them. I, I just think we'll beat them. I think Pochettino, I, I tweeted this as well, I think Pochettino gets his tactics spot on. I mean, we might beat them. Even do you know where? Do you know when he didn't get his tactics spot on, Dave? In the Champions League final. Oh, I can think of one. Champions yeah. League final. You say yeah. that, but even when he got him spot on, we beat them quite regularly, didn't we? We had a very good record against them. No, we beat them, but I'm, I, I just they, they made it awkward. Yeah, I think they will make it awkward. But if you look at like the actual team they can put out in terms of Reese James, always seems to play against us. I don't know how he's always fit against us, but no one else. But he's out, isn't he? They ain't got Kante running around anymore. Um, and then up front, I think Nkunku's still out, isn't he? So you got Palmer, yeah. Sterling, Jackson. Uh, just, no, Jackson he's at AFCON. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, AFCON. All right. I'm quite content with that because I think he, he played yeah. well against Stanford Bridge, to be fair. So, really, the, you, I just don't think they have it in them. Yeah, they just have like Conor, Conor Gallagher running around. Yeah, but I think we can deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think, yeah, like three one. Yeah, Could I think we're very fortunate in terms of the players that they've got out. I've not seen them have a solid away performance yet. Even when they played Tottenham, they weren't very good. That last twenty minutes at Luton, <laughs> that was football. Yeah. No. Um. So are we gonna are we gonna get some scores? There's no point in really doing the cup. But do you want to do Fulham and Chelsea? Go for it. Okay. Think Chelsea will get through in the cup, by the way. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. They're not batter middles, bro. Thanks. Well, I yeah, think they were quite lucky to not win. Un- unlucky, sorry, to, to not win, weren't they? So, um, I think it was Um. So, what are we going with Fulham? 1-1. One, one. Um... By the way, does Fulham go to extra time? I think, uh, think it does. in the Yeah, from the semi-finals onwards, I think it's extra yeah. time. Oh. They used to have that rule, it was extra time, and then they'd do away goals, but I don't know if they do that anymore. Ah, yeah, I and remember that. Flames just made that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to uh, go to extra time, do it before the FA Cup at home to Norwich. <laughs> yeah, but I'd still rather not. Oh, yeah, drop it now. Um, I'll go with 2-0 to us. I'll go with... I'm kind of vibing with one all. Yeah, one all for me. I reckon we take the lead and they, they score. We just hold on. We just keep our arms length. They just nick one later. And then it's vile for five minutes. <laughs> And we've got Chelsea. What are we going for with Chelsea? 3 1. 2 0. 2 0. Clean sheet, baby. I'll go, I'll go 2 0 as well. I'll go 2 0. Right. Okay. Well, it's a relatively short one for our standards, but I think that's a nice temperature check. For the um, for the title reset, hopefully we'll be back after Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, yeah, I can do next Thursday. Pod admin. Okay, no worries. So that's one. Hang on. If I have to just talk to myself for an hour, I will. Um, right. So hopefully we should be back after Chelsea, which is then Arsenal all the weekend, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Love it. Um. So yeah, I'm sure we'll um. We'll be able to like the fire under some Arsenal fans as ass. As, um, right. No worries. Ben started writing his rants already. 
<laughs> I know, yeah. You need to pick some different players this time, Blake. Oh, oh, you didn't even go, did you go after Arteta last time? No, I can't. No. no. Can't. can't go after him. No, I can't. Can't possibly go after him. Imagine the abuse I gave went after him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. After we... God himself. I know, my God. He, do you know he wins the field tilt most weeks? So. <laughs> I don't know. against what us when we beat them. What is field tilt? Can someone it means explain that you've got possession of the ball in something, there. Something Arsenal fans make up to believe they're as good as City, even though they're just the worst version and never going to win a league under Atta. So, is, so is, it, is it a measure of most stale, stodgy possession? Pretty much, yeah. It, it right, also okay. helps when you go 1-0 down in 20 minutes and then have the ball for the rest of the game. Yeah, and then um, still don't score. Does, yeah. does your players going down with um, fake head injuries uh, contribute to field tilt? <laughs> or is that not? It doesn't. It, it, well, it actually. Well, no, it doesn't. To be fair. No. All right. Okay. No. Well, maybe that's why they don't water out the pitch. Maybe that's why, because obviously it's a bit drier then. So maybe the field tilt is a bit harder to have in that. Oh, I look. Wow. I'm, I am looking forward to the Emirates being bone dry when we play them. <laughs> Who cares? You know what I mean? Arteta will be thinking about that game. He'll be. He'll be. He doesn't sleep, does he? He'll be up now. You know. <laughs> Writing, drawing brains and hearts all over his house. Like, what's wrong, Mikel? What's his wrong? His bedroom <laughs> at this mi- very minute probably looks like a set out of season one of True Detective. Days you never walk alone in bed. Yeah, <laughs> hey, prison break. He gets have to have Anfield on himself and like showing the players. Look at this. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> lunatic that lad is. <laughs> well, for more of this, make right, sure to tune that. into the next episode. <laughs> Play that before the game. <laughs> okay, I'll play that in the dressing room before the Emirates boys get you up for it. Right. Anyway, thanks for listening as ever. Um, if you can do the nice thing, you know, follow on the socials at Top of Podcast, like the podcast, do all that fun stuff. It's it's really nice. Get us out there. And um yeah, we should be more consistent from now on, provided these dopes decide, you know, they want to jump on the podcast rather than going on Tinder. I'm my Josh. back. I am not <laughs> oh, um right, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next week. Bye. <laughs>